Hey there, this is Sean McMahon. Thanks so much for listening to my podcast and thanks for supporting the ministry by lending your ears, your minds, hearts, all that good stuff. Don't be afraid to share this here message with a friend or a family member, even a stranger. Have at. It's not like it's going to bite. These messages are recorded live at the Community Baptist Church of Gayhead and Aquina on Martha's Vineyard, Massachusetts, and the good old U.S. of A. If you're ever in town for a visit or suddenly find yourself shipwrecked on the southwest side of our lovely little island, climb up the clay cliffs and come on down to our little old chapel for our weekly 10 a.m. service. No need to wear anything special, just bring your special self. May God bless you. Scripture reading is taken from the book of Mark, chapter 3, verses 31 to 35. And Jesus' mother and brothers came and stood outside. They sent some women to summon him, and a crowd was sitting around him. Look, he was told, your mother and brothers are outside asking for you. But Jesus replied, Who are my mother and my brothers? Looking at those seated in a circle around him, he said, Here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of God is my brother and my sister and my mother. The Lord of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Y'all knew it was the new year, right? No one missed that? Y'all caught it? 2022? Happy New Year? Okay. Did y'all know it's still Christmas? Ah, the golf's still. Yeah. Yeah. 12 days of Christmas. It's a real thing. It starts on Christmas Day. And uh, I think we're on day nine or so, right? Day nine. So Jesus was born a week ago is how we celebrate it. Uh, So I want to I want to begin today's message with a few questions about Jesus's birth. Okay, so first question, raise your hand if you think that Jesus was the firstborn to Mary, but Jesus, uh, Joseph and Mary later had other kids. Raise your hand. Think that. Okay. I mean, it seems to indicate that. Sure does. Sure does. We talked about it a little bit. <laughs> okay, so second, raise your hand if you think Jesus was the firstborn. Uh, excuse me, raise your hand if you think Jesus was born into a family that already had kids from Joseph. Did Joseph have kids before he met Mary? Okay, no one thinks that. Okay. Raise your hand if you think that after Jesus was born to Mary, she and Joseph never had any kids. No one thinks that either. Okay. All right. So here's here's our Bible study for the day. So the, the first question, I, I switched the first two accidentally. So the first question, whether Joseph had kids before Mary. Okay. Well, if you voted for that, I don't think anyone did. This was a view in the earliest church, actually. Uh, it was very popular, and it was immortalized in a writing called the Proto-Evangelium of James, or sometimes known as the Infancy Gospel of James, and it's where we get a lot of our Christmas uh, narrative. And it says that before marrying Mary, Joseph was once married and had children, but then his wife died, he became a widower, and there's, there's a story for why Joseph ended up marrying Mary. Um, and then at the, end, at the end of the book, the author claims to be none other than James, the son of Joseph and the half-brother of Jesus, because you may have heard of James, the brother of Jesus. The, 
The bad news is the church condemned this story as soon as it was written. It's literally not meant to be taken as gospel truth. So that one had to be stricken from the record. They said, no, that's not true. So the other one is whether Joseph and Mary had other children between the two of them. It's a hairy question, okay? Because the Bible does say that Jesus had brothers and sisters. Right? We just read the passage. And the Bible at least names the brothers. It names them as Joseph, Simon, Jude, and of course, James. James, the brother of Jesus. And it also names their mother, Mary. But here's the problem. It's not Mary, the mother of Jesus, that's named as their mother. It's, it's a woman named Mary, the wife of Clopas. Clopas or Cleopas, okay? Matthew uh, chapter 27, verse 56 says that at the crucifixion, standing at the cross, is G, uh, Mary, the mother of Jesus. There's the mother of James and John Zebedee. There's Mary Magdalene. And then there's Mary, the mother of James and Joseph. John chapter 19, 25 describes the same scene, but it names Mary, the mother of James and Joseph as the husband of a man named Clopas, not Joseph. And it says that this Mary is the Virgin Mary's sister. So that would make James and Joseph the cousins of Jesus, okay? And in the first verse of his epistle, the epistle of Jude, in the very first verse he says, I'm James's brother, by the way. Now, if, if Jude were actually Jesus's brother, he'd probably say that, right? But he didn't, he said, I'm James's brother. Okay, that's why it's hairy. It's a little confusing. And as for Simon and these sisters, no other words in Scripture, okay? And here's where it also gets more confusing because the Greek word used to describe these brothers and sisters, it's, uh, it's adelphoi, adelphoi. This word is also used to describe the relationship between Jacob and Laban and Abraham and Lot, who are not brothers in Genesis, right? They're nephews and cousins of one another, okay? This is why the earliest English translations call them brethren, not brothers. Brethren, it's a little simpler to call them that. So technically, the winners of the pop quiz are people who said that Joseph and Mary never had children only because for lack of evidence otherwise, right? It does say his brothers and sisters, but it never says that it's the children of Joseph and Mary. We never get that in the Bible. That's probably why there's such an old tradition that Mary was always a virgin. That's most likely where that comes from. But here's the deeper question anyway. Let's just say that that's the case. Joseph and Mary never had children. Jesus didn't have any half-siblings, okay? Was Jesus therefore an only child? If so, that's the question that we're going to really examine today. That's the spiritual question. Was Jesus therefore an only child? And the answer is no. No, and here's why. Because, because of a promise Jesus made. A promise, and he says, whoever does the will of God is my brother and my sister. That he makes crystal clear. And here's how we break it down, because when we do the will of God, when we follow Christ, we become like Christ. It says we become like him degree by degree. It's equally true that in doing the will of God, the Son of God became like us, right? In doing the will of his Father, he suffered as a as a mortal man. We read that all over scripture. And through his suffering for righteous sake, righteousness sake, Christ became like us. And more than that, he became perfect, is what the book of Hebrews says. By suffering like mortal men, he became perfect. What does that tell us? 
that through our suffering, we become perfect. It doesn't say the Son of God came and suffered in a way that only the Son of God is capable of suffering. It says he came and suffered like a mortal, normal guy and thereby became perfect. So that points us the way to our own perfection. And in this way, he was both sanctified and he also sanctified us. Hebrews 2 says, both the one who sanctifies and those who are sanctified are of the same family, of the same family. So Jesus is not ashamed to call them brothers and sisters, okay? And Jesus, remember, came proclaiming the kingdom of God now, we're not used to this anymore because our, our rulers, we don't live in a kingdom. We live in a democracy. Our, our rulers are public servants. They're not picked because of their family. In a kingdom, that comes with a royal family, right? It's a family. A kingdom of God is a royal family. And that's what we've been welcomed into by the Holy Spirit. That's why Romans says, you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you've received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out to God, Papa! father to the king of the universe so i want to emphasize that we're part of a royal family right that's what that's what scripture talks about and therefore we have to talk about this thing that we really don't talk about enough in church that jesus who is the lord right who is the messiah who is the son of god incarnate he's also our brother jesus is our brother dare i say we are closer brothers and sisters to jesus in the spirit than James, Joseph, Jude, and Simon were in the flesh, right? If we do the will of his father, like he says in that passage earlier. And the Bible does show, by the way, that those four men, those four brethren of Jesus in the flesh, they didn't settle just for being brethren of Christ in the flesh, but they all also carried their own crosses. They followed their cousin. They followed their brethren, Jesus. And in so doing, they became more than just brethren in the flesh. They became brethren brethren in the spirit according to promise okay that's what being born again is all about with men in the flesh it's impossible to join the royal family of the kingdom of god and i mean this in the most straightforward and fleshly way if the spirit if the kingdom of, of god and jesus were merely just flesh right jesus was the heir to the throne of david he was the heir to the throne of david he was part of a royal line he, and in his generation he had no competitor in that line and he didn't have a successor because he didn't have children, okay? So he was the end of the line, okay? There's no earthly way for anyone to become a son of David in that kingdom of God. That's kind of why Jesus told Nicodemus, no one can see the kingdom of God unless he's born again. And Nicodemus says, what do you mean? I can't exactly crawl back into my mother's womb again to be born again, you know, to be born a son of David into the kingdom of David, the kingdom of God, right? But the kingdom of God is not a kingdom of the flesh. It's not merely the kingdom of David. It's not about having the right blood in your veins. It's about having the right blood on your life, right? The blood of Jesus is about being washed by the blood of Jesus. It's about being born again by the baptism of water into his death and the baptism of spirit into his life. So we've got to remember that Jesus, he was raised to a heavenly spiritual throne a heavenly spiritual throne because it was God's goodwill to make his kingdom that he was the rightful heir to a heavenly one, not just an earthly one. Therefore, we must all be born again, water and the spirit, being baptized for the remission of sins, of the flesh, dying in Christ's death, right? 
being born again into his heavenly resurrection life. That's what the kingdom is, right? And when God does his work of grace in us at our baptism, he in turn gives us everything that he gave to the Son. We become co-heirs. Co-heirs. There's, there's wealth that we receive, right? Inheritors. That includes the throne of David. And we become, through the grace of baptism, not just sons of David, though. We become the sons of God himself. Sons of God himself. We become the brothers and sisters of Jesus Christ. Okay. Have you thought about that that much? That you're actually part of an ancient royal family. You're part of an ancient royal family. You've been adopted into the line of David also. Okay? Well, now you know. Now, you got to remember what this life in the royal family is all about, okay? It is first and foremost a priestly vocation, okay? Priests make sacrifices. Your sacrifice is yourself, your body, your energy, your time. And every sacrifice when you're a priest is offered through fire. And your flame is going to be love. Okay? Buckingham Palace. Maybe life in the royal family is all about, you know, meeting with your financial advisor, some political maneuvering, learning to wave like this and cover up a few inconvenient horrible scandals here and there, right? But in the palace of Jesus Christ, that's not so. Your financial management will consist of generosity, charity, the shedding of grace, right? And your political maneuvering will be peacemaking, peacemaking in your community. Instead of learning to wave your hand like this, you're going to be shaking hands and you're going to be bringing hands together, holding hands in song, laying on hands and healing, right? and to give comfort and aid in people's labors. And instead of that devious art of concealing scandals, you'll be putting into action the angelic art of loving deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. You've heard that one before? That's what life is like in the royal family of God. When you live your life in this way, you're not going to have to tell anyone and explain to them that you are the brothers and sisters of Christ. They're going to see the family resemblance immediately. I get an amen to that. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Sean McMahon Podcast. Visit SeanSellickMcMahon.com for more information about his ministry. For more about Sean's music, please visit WorkmanSong.com.